Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. So welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series. And today I'm really pleased I've got my very first interview with Shaz Nuaz. Now, Shaz and I have met each other on a couple of occasions over the years, but I was helping run a mastermind group in Peterborough recently, and Shaz came along as the keynote speaker. And I thought Shaz was really a really fascinating guy. I thought that when I met him before. And I, I took a mental note then and I thought, this could be the man to be my very first interview in the podcast series. So a big thank you to Shaz for, for joining me to, to do that today. Just going to give you a little bit of background about Shaz uh, for those of you who've never come across him. He's a chartered accountant. He's had his own accounting practice now for 16 years down in Peterborough. And he's also a property tax specialist. Shaz has got four other businesses, a day nursery, a coaching and consulting company, credit vehicle hire and a property business. He's also been the author of three books around business growth, and he's going to tell us about some, some other ideas on new books later. He's a professional speaker, a city councillor, married with three children, and very interested in cars and cricket. I don't know how you find the time to do all this, Shaz, but that's brilliant anyway. So, Shaz, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Tony. It's a pleasure. Brilliant. So we're going we're gonna to be looking today, uh, Shaz, at some aspects of how you keep yourself psychologically strong, your mindset, how you lead your people, what you think are important in terms of values, and just to get some really interesting insights from you in terms of what you do and what you've done over the years. So the first question for me would be, what do you do to keep your mindset strong, to keep yourself uh, psychologically strong, I guess, both in personal life and in work life, really? It's making time, and this is a great question, by the way, Tony. It's making time for the really important things. Because in work, what I find is sometimes we get busy being busy. And there's ups and there's downs and there's highs and there's lows and you have good days and you have bad days. So I and I used to be very engrossed in work all the time, and that can lead to burnout. Hopefully, I've, I've never experienced that, and I hope I don't have to. But the more time that I spent with my family, with my children, uh, the better I found it was for my mindset. Because as an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges I had was I found it difficult to switch off, always thinking about work, and if I'm not thinking about work I'm, I'm I'm on social media or thinking about writing my next blog or article or interview or next book so there's always something happening and um, with me there's probably 15 things happening at any one time and it was becoming a bit of a challenge for me and uh, I thought how do I switch off so the more time that I spent with my family and my boys uh, the more relaxed I felt uh, so the more I did that, so that really enables me to kind of chill out. That's brilliant. So it's almost detaching from all of that. We talked about all those, you know, the, the businesses, being an author, keynote speaker. It's almost detaching from those, having a bit of quality time with the people that you love to recharge really helps you. Um, and and I, I must admit, Shash, you know, there are many, many leaders I come across where I do have concerns about 
them reaching a point you use the expression burnout and I think uh, I, I think myself if I'm honest I've reached points in, in my business over 11 years where I thought I was getting a bit overwhelmed and there was a danger of getting into that place so um, I, I can really relate to that. I, I, I also have time with my partner and my daughter and I find that's a really nice way to recharge as well if I was to uh, probe a little further uh, on that what about apart from having time with your family what sort of routines or habits do you use on a regular basis to keep that mindset strong and keep you strong psychologically then? I've always had a challenge in being able to relax. So I'm always on the go. Uh, and that's partly because uh, I've taken being successful and perhaps trying to be the best that I can a bit too seriously at times. Uh, and then my mum once reminded me don't take yourself too seriously because nobody else does so I, I took that as a good sign to chill out so I find meditation works really well because it forces me to sit down to try and switch off and just relax and allow things to be because I'm always pushing too hard Tony to try and make things happen and meditation really calms me down something else which I do on a regular basis which is fantastic and very easy to get into uh, and I wish I'd started earlier is reading a book every single night that that's awesome it's a very easy habit uh, and uh, for the first 10 years no not 10 years for the first five or six years of being in business I read no books whatsoever uh, and in the past 10 11 years uh, I now get through at least two books a week one physical book and one audio book okay now that's it if I could ask a couple of questions around that uh, first of all on the meditation side because I must admit I, I if I'm honest I strive to bring meditation more to my daily life and I, I maybe do a short meditation around about five or ten minutes not not every day though and I, I feel listening to you there I'm thinking that would be a good thing for me to do so when do you med meditate and, and sort of for how long do you how long do you take meditating on a daily basis then I used to do five or ten minutes in the morning five or ten minutes before I went to bed or in the evening and the more I learn about it and the more that I speak to people who do meditate half an hour to 40 minutes in the morning and the evening uh, work pretty well so I don't always manage to do half an hour, 40 minutes in the morning and the evening, but I do try and do at least half an hour every single day. Yeah, no, excellent. And when you spoke about reading books, what kind of books do you read, Chats? What, what energises you? Mainly books around business, or that, at least that's where I started. And then I started reading books on, on mindset, psychology, how to influence people. That led me to uh, reading books on uh, speaking, and uh, property and now nowadays pretty much all sorts I still struggle to read books on fiction so it, it's mainly around entrepreneurship and mindset yeah no I can relate to that I haven't read a fiction book for quite some time now although I do I enjoy business books and mindset like yourself and um, some of the biographies are really fascinating as well if I was to ask you what was the what's been probably the most influential book that you've read over time what would you say that would be i always find that pretty challenging uh because i don't think it's any one book as such 
but there's been some fantastic books. I really enjoyed Michael Gerber's E-Myth, a very simple book and the way that he's written that story, the fable, was brilliant. Jim Collins' uh, Good to Great, another fantastic book. Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People uh, was uh, another great book. So there's not one single book, but uh, there's quite a few that I've, I've enjoyed a lot. That's great, Shaz. I, I must admit, I've read all, all three of those books and I, I enjoy all three of those. In fact, you, you've made me uh, want to ask another question now, which is when you, when you spoke about the Good to Great book, one of the interesting aspects I thought about that book was the research that was done that showed that a lot of the really effective, successful leaders were typically more introverted in nature than extroverted. How about you? Where do you feel that you position yourself? Are you more of an extrovert or an introvert, would you say, typically, or more balanced? So if you spoke to any of my primary school teachers, if you could hunt them down, or even my secondary school teachers, uh, they would definitely say to you, Shaz is very much an introvert. Uh, I've always been very quiet. Uh, that's probably partly why I became an accountant. Because uh, accountants generally are very quiet and they sit in the corner and uh, don't make much noise. Uh, hence why perhaps we're seen as dull, boring and uh, everything else that uh, is thrown at us. When I'm on stage, Tony, this is interesting. When I'm on stage, I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert but I think I express myself better. Something just happens to me, something just switches. When I'm in the room, I'm very quiet. I'll talk to a few people, but I'll probably sit at the back uh, and won't make much noise. Yeah, you've not surprised me with that answer, actually, in that I, I would have thought you might have said you were more introverted in nature, but I'm also not surprised to hear that there's an element of performance in Shaz, and you probably really enjoy that, going on the stage and, and sort of moving into a slightly different persona, I imagine, then. Absolutely. So initially, when I started speaking, it was a challenge because being an introvert, being on stage, partly being exposed, and some of the insecurities we have as human beings... Uh, which are more in our mind than reality uh, kick in and the more I spoke the more I realized that if I just be myself and just have fun the audience are going to have fun so nowadays when I'm on stage speaking I just have fun I, and what I see Tony is the more fun I have the more fun that the audience have because they think Shaz is a natural guy he gets it he's a bit like us there's no performance it isn't polished as such Although, you, you, I mean, I'm not performing as a speaker, but I am performing in the sense that I want to perform at my best. Yeah, yeah. And there is an element of performance as a speaker as well, isn't there? Even though, and, and I definitely agree with you there that you come across as very authentic and, and interesting. But there is an element of, I, I find this myself with speaking, that there's an element of performance with it. So, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, you may have answered this to a degree earlier, but I just wanted to just probe again a little bit further on it. When you have periods where things aren't going so well, when there are challenges, maybe when business isn't going so well, or maybe when you start to feel that your judgment's a little bit more clouded or whatever, what, what do you do to sort of counter those periods as a leader? So there's a, a number of things that, that I do. I always seek advice from others, mainly from people who are either more experienced than I am, or who've been through a similar challenge, or people who I know, like, and trust, and who know me pretty well, 
and who will give me good advice. I also then think about the issue at hand and I think in three months or six months or a year's time is this going to be as important uh, as I'm making it right now and the answer more often than not Tony uh, is no and then I think overall in terms of what I've achieved what I'm looking to achieve is this one issue going to have a major impact again more often than not the answer is no and then I look at all the things that I should be grateful for uh, and all the great things happening in my in my life and I compare that particular challenge to everything else that's worked really well and I think well is it really a big issue and the, again the answer usually is no but saying saying that for the for, for the next 24 48 hours it may play on my mind but I do try and cut that out as much as I can I love that answer Shaz because I think it's it's almost having a conscious awareness about what's going on with your thinking and I must admit I work to do that as well I think that if there is something going wrong it's about having a uh, a more positive perspective on the on the bigger picture one of, one of my core concepts is around think see do which is about the fact that as leaders a lot of us spend way too much time doing and not examining our perspectives on our world how we see our world how we think and I think what you're, you're doing there is actually pausing at that, at that point as a challenge and saying as part of the bigger picture is is this so consequential really and i really like that and and also as well shaz when you talked about getting support from other people both you and i work as coaches consultants and i think we both appreciate the importance of being there having somebody there who can get you to stand back from what's happening and again shift your perspective on things so I really relate to that, and I, I, I thought that was a, a superb answer. Thank you for that. Uh, moving on, then, what personal? You know, a lot of time people talk about values and what drives them. As you, for you personally, what are the you know three, four, five values that are core to Shaz's approach to to work and leadership? So when I initially started looking at values, the kind of words that came to mind were integrity, competence, objectivity, independence. And the more I thought about it, Tony, I thought these are values that every human being should have anyway. And then I drilled down even more. And something which really helped me a lot was spending some time with uh, a guy called John Martini, because he's got a fantastic book called The Values Factor. Uh, and I think he's an amazing individual and I went on his I think it's a two or three day course where he helps you get clarity on your values so my three values were and you probably won't be surprised number one entrepreneurship number two lifelong learning and teaching and number three wealth wealth in the sense of earning wealth and also sharing wealth so those are my top three values So those values, entrepreneurship, lifelong learning, and wealth. And, and, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast will be able to relate to those as well. Interestingly, I've been reading a book, uh, or I read a book by Carol Dweck about mindset, and she talks a lot about fixed and growth mindset, which I, I really like. And, and one of the things she talks a lot about in there is that we're all on a journey of growth all the time, Shaz. I mean, you, you were speaking about reading a couple of books a week and that all fuels your psychology, doesn't it, really? It, it gives you new ideas and, and that feed into your entrepreneurship. So 
uh, and as you, you know, doing your keynote speaking and all those kind of things that continually enabling you to grow and evolve and learn over time as well. So fascinating three values. When it comes to leading people and leading your teams, I mean, how many people are you responsible for across sort of all of your businesses, would you say? Just over 30 people in total. Yeah, over 30 people in total. So what is your view on how you get the best out of your people and your teams? Initially, Tony, I was, was very demanding because I was quite hard on myself. And I guess most people are quite hard on themselves. We're fantastic at beating ourselves up and thinking we should be doing more. So I was pushing people as hard as I was pushing myself. And then I soon came to realize that we're all different. We have different personality traits and profiles. We interpret information differently. We work at different speeds. We have different needs, different demands. And the more I learned about that, the more I understood that, the more I learned about myself, I think the better the, a leader I became. But now I listen to people. I see what they have to say. I try and understand them. So we do some personality profiling just to see how they interpret information, what type of person they are, are they fast paced, are they slow paced, uh, do they like working in teams, do they like working alone. So once I understand what type of person they are, I then try to work with them based on their profile. Yeah, do you, do you use a specific profiling tool there, Shaz? Disk profiling seems to work well. Okay, yeah, no, I've come across Disk. I'm, I'm quite a fan of Myers-Briggs and uh, there's, there's other tools as well. But yeah, I think it's, it can be useful to get an insight into your, pe into your people, isn't it, to get a, a better understanding of them. I was also interested to hear you then uh, earlier speak about the fact that you were hard on yourself, and I guess that led you to be hard on your people because that, that sort of inner critic uh, has to come out when you relate to other people I guess as well it's it's a, it's very rare I think that somebody is very hard on themselves and then it doesn't lead to them being as a leader quite hard on their people because it's that sort of cr more critical nature of it absolutely you softened yeah, yeah I have and it's a journey and once you can share you uh, your vision or have a shared vision and you have shared values then you can go on the journey together sometimes it, it might take a bit longer and in the overall scheme of things, it doesn't matter too much. And it, it's about having fun on the journey, working together, building relationships, uh, and the outcomes will happen. Sometimes we're, or I, I am at least, guilty of trying to make things happen quicker than they should. But there's a reason why they take longer than they should, uh, and there's usually a good reason. So I've, I've kind of become okay with that now over time. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. If I was to ask you the question, what is the probably the most important thing for you in terms of getting people to perform more at their potential, what do you think that would be? I think it's people like to be recognised and they like to be valued. So it's important we do that. And the more we do that, the, best, the more you get out of your team members. That's exceptionally important. Because again, that self-critic not only criticizes itself, but we end up criticizing others and it's never good enough. Whereas if you, if you put your arm around people, and some people don't want you to put an arm around them because they have a different profile, but generally speaking, 
and you show them you're there to support them and you show them very clearly that you as a leader are there to help them achieve their best and then you are going to support them so that, that they can be their best I find that works better than most other methods yeah no I really, I really relate to that Shaz as well um, there was some I don't know if you've ever heard of it actually there was some famous research done by a psychologist called Marcel Lasada and from that came uh, something a concept called the Lasada line which is about the fact that as leaders we typically don't give enough praise and that um, we we're, I think the research said that the balance of praise and criticism was about one to one and what Marcel Lasada found was that by increasing that sort of more around the ratio three to one and above that it it elevated the performance of people and i've heard this quote once it says that um people are like balloons and if you praise them they it inflates them and i think there's a lot in that really so it's good to see that you that seems to be a core part of the way that you lead those sort of 30 or so people um and in terms of how your teams interrelate what do you think is important in terms of getting your people to function well as a team and interrelate as a team? So first of all, they have to understand each other. Uh, and we start with the profiling. We then start by ensuring that there's regular communication. Because in my experience, and having conducted over 3,000 business growth consultations, worked with different types of people, different types of businesses, different types of backgrounds, also being a local politician, uh, I get to work with uh, different communities. What I find is most of the problems when you drill down are due to a lack of communication. So we try and ensure that people are always talking. We're, we're, we're human beings, we, we still miss things, but we ensure that they're always talking. We also then try and do some stuff out of work. So whether it's going for a, a meal, whether it's going to watch a game of cricket or doing something else so that people get to know each other outside work they can build better relationships strengthen their understanding and feel like a team yeah because everybody says we're a team but then when you go in there and talk to team members they say well we're not really a team he or she is the boss they tell us what to do we don't really talk much i don't feel valued my ideas are never implemented or ac accepted i never get a chance to share my my views I don't really think I belong here, I just work because I have to work. And that's a sad place to be, I think, because everybody has something to offer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as leaders, it's our job to get the best out of people, I think. Yeah, and, and a lot of what you were speaking about there uh, would be connected to the word engagement that's used a lot around employees as well, engaging your employees. And, and as you were hinting out there, Shaz, making them feel more part of the organisation rather than they're just coming to get a salary, really. And uh, also interesting to hear you talk about the importance of communication. Uh, you and I were chatting before we did the podcast and I was saying I've just been over to Switzerland and I ran a workshop for a company over there on communication skills. And one of the key points I kept driving home during that workshop was that communication has only really happened if the person who is communicating to the other person has been understood and vice versa, really. I think that often, I'm sure you found this in life as well, Shaz, that people can be communicating, but they're not taking enough time to really understand what the other person is communicating to them. 
and it can be sort of either one-way traffic or it can be from a place of lack of understanding on both both sides really and that's one of the traits that i learned from uh, reading stephen covey's book which i mentioned earlier where he says something like seek first to understand and then be understood and i also learnt very quickly in order to be interesting you have to be interested so you have to be interested in the other person first and then they are going to find you interesting usually yeah love that shaz yeah it's great okay then so so brilliant it's uh, thank you so much for sparing some time today shaz to be the very first interview guest on the podcast series leadership mindset before we finish though um, we talked a lot at the beginning of the session about the many things that you, you've sort of done over the years. What are you up to at the minute then, Shaz, and what, what's coming up new in your world over the next year or so? There's plenty going on, uh, and I'm sure you're not surprised to hear that. I'm working on writing a book on property tax, because that's what I specialise in within my accountancy uh, practice. I'm also writing a book on mindset, because people keep asking me, how do you do everything that you do? How do you think? How do you behave? Time management and all the other kind of common questions. Uh, so the most obvious question, the common question that I'm asked is, how do you manage to do everything? Uh, the second most common question is, when do you sleep? Uh, so I thought uh, those were good questions that I could perhaps answer in my book. I'm also involved in local politics. That's taken up quite a bit of time. Uh, working very much on community wealth building engagement so all those leadership skills that I've learned over the last 16 years uh, I'm proud to say I'm now able to implement by working with different communities within Peterborough that's awesome Shaz and it's sort of something where you can give back um, to the communities that are important to you as well so I Personally, I'm not in property, so maybe the property tax book won't, uh, book won't be for me, but I will certainly be acquiring a copy of your book on Mindset Shares and look forward to reading that as one of my two books a week that so now is my new target in terms of books that I need to read uh, all the time. So again, thanks hugely, Shaz. It's, it's been great to have you on the, on the podcast episode and again, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thank you. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.